Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Dr. Ian Hoffman. Ian, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Ian is the founder and CEO of the Student Loan Eraser. He is also the president of Chiropractic Health and Happiness, and his new program is the PSLF Rocket. I'm excited to have you on Ian, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, you got it. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on today. I do appreciate that. Uh, I've got a big mission. Um, my wife and I are both chiropractors. We graduated uh, in 2010. Combined, we had uh, $350,000 of student loan debt between the two of us. Oof. And there was a time, yeah, I mean, crazy. There was a time when we, when we first started our practice we were living with my parents, uh, you know, after we got married, because we couldn't afford rent at an office and an apartment at the same time. And uh, it really sank in that we couldn't even afford our own feet. So uh, we always kind of had uh, a mission of making holistic healthcare affordable, no matter what someone's financial situation was. Um, but what really got me into the whole world of student loans was uh, in 2013, uh, our our son was just born. We had this referral for a pregnant mom and she brought her four-year-old daughter to the appointment and her daughter had stage four cancer and I just lost it. So I couldn't imagine the stress they were going through. That little girl actually inspired us to start a nonprofit organization to expand access to holistic health care for underserved populations in our community. And as it turns out, it was actually after that and through that that my wife and I found out about this government program called Public Service Loan Forgiveness. And uh, working for a nonprofit is one of the requirements to qualify, nonprofit or government. So we actually were able to kind of reverse engineer that requirement by having started our own. And that's what kind of set me down this path. So I knew I was onto something that there were a ton of colleagues and friends I went to school with um, and other doctors who would also want to make the world a better place and get their student loans erased. So I started a program to help uh, doctors and people with six-figure debt to start nonprofits so that they could do that. Um, and, uh, but then I read this article that said over 33 million Americans have qualifying employment for PSLF already. So they don't even have to start a nonprofit. And that's when the light bulb really went off um, and why I created this new program called the PSLF Rocket to help anybody get the lowest monthly payment and um, anyone who already works for the government or a nonprofit to qualify for public service loan forgiveness. Got it. It is, it is a pretty, it can be a common thing to have a personal life event or have personal experience with somebody that motivates or drives us to to start something new and then from that action you learn about a different opportunity or you learn about a problem that that, that really can be addressed and that sounds like what's what's happened here and it also sounds like i i when 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 i was preparing for our conversation the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result and to a degree it sounds like the way that so many of americans address student loan debt is sort of insane 
Yeah, absolutely. And the student loan system itself is insane. There's so many different types of student loans. There's so many different options for repayment plans. And I almost feel like it's created that way on purpose so that the average borrower has no idea what they've gotten themselves into mm-hmm. or how to navigate the system. And uh, so I remember my own exa- anxiety around that. And it took me a long, several years to become uh, a student loan expert uh, that I never thought I would do. Uh, but, you know, here we are. And uh, I want to pay that information forward and help simplify the process for everybody else. Got it. I appreciate that very much. And you mentioned that there's already 33 Americans who qualify for, and I don't want to call it a niche, but it's it's a way of paying off student loans that people aren't really aware of. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the most common way that, 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 that people do it is some kind of an income-driven way where eventually the government will, will sort of forgive the debt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I call those income-driven repayment plans fake forgiveness. Um, There are several different types of income-driven repayment plans. Uh, There's ICR, which is income-contingent repayment. There's IBR, which is the most popular. That's income-based repayment. There's pay-as-you-earn, and then there's revised pay-as-you-earn. But any of those four income-driven repayment plans will typically offer the lowest monthly payment Uh, because they spread your timeline of repayment over 25 years, and then anything that's left will be forgiven. But what most people don't realize is there's a a ton of articles that have come out recently in, in, you know, popular news media outlets like CNBC, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal that talk about the student loan forgiveness tax bomb, because any forgiven debt on those income-driven plans is going to be taxed at ordinary income. So for example, a doctor with you know, $200,000 of student loan debt, who's making the minimum payment over 25 years, that minimum payment might not even be a co- covering accrued interest. So that 200000 may still be left after 25 years of payment. And then they'll be, you know, taxed on that $200,000 as if they actually earned it that year. So there are some people who are going to receive a tax bill for over $100,000 on their quote unquote forgiven debt. That's not real forgiveness. So the difference is, Public service loan forgiveness is the fastest and the only tax-free form of student loan forgiveness available. It's a government program, uh, and the way that it works is you'll stay on an income-driven plan, but your loans will be erased 15 years faster, so 10 instead of 25 years. And when they're erased, they're erased 100% tax-free. And so by helping people qualify for public service loan forgiveness, my systems have already helped people uh, qualify to save over $40 million on their student loans, which is absolutely incredible. That is incredible. So the thought process was that if people are working for the government or they're working in the nonprofit sector, that they should receive an additional benefit. And that's that's why this was created? Or am I just yeah, making that up? Yeah, um, essentially. No, you, you got it. Uh, basically, there, there are a whole lot of people who work in the world of nonprofits, and they're making a difference in our community. And so the secretary of, um, I think it was the secretary of education under the uh, Obama administration, uh, his name is John B. King Jr. He basically said that the PSLF program exists to ensure that people who are in, involved in public service are not burdened by debt while making invaluable contributions to their community, um, professional contributions. So... Makes sense. You know, I really feel that it's, uh, it's an amazing program. 
Um, about 75% of hospitals in the U.S. are nonprofit. So the doctors and nurses and other staff who work there, uh, they will get their student loans erased because of their qualifying employment. Um, you know, with Miranda rights, if someone, if, uh, if you get arrested and you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. Those are government employees. And so those attorneys will get their student loans erased because they work for the government. So that's why the, the CFPB, I think it's the, the consumer CPFB, maybe Consumer Protection Financial Bureau or something like that. They're the ones who did the study that said about 25% of the American labor force, which is over 33 million Americans, already work for the government or a nonprofit. So they have qualifying employment for this federal program. Got it. Nice. All right. And to your point, and I can remember when I was graduating college so many years ago and filling out paperwork for uh, for repayment or, or whatever it was, number one, I had no idea what I was doing and I wasn't going to do a lot of research. So I think that I I accepted what whatever the lowest amount was. But for folks who are more sophisticated than, than I was, which is a very, very long list, the servicing companies are not necessarily looking out for their best interest. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I had the same fallacy that, you know, if I had a question about my student loans or I wanted to know the difference between the repayment plans or make a change, uh, you know, I feel like I should be able to call my student loan servicing company and get answers that are in my best interest. And that's not the case. Unfortunately, the servicing companies are collections agencies. And there are several lawsuits currently pending that claim that these these huge companies, which serve collectively over $1.5 trillion of student loan debt, um, that they've, they've mishandled uh, the, the public service loan forgiveness program and they've misled borrowers uh, to maximize their own profits, essentially. And that's terrible. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate that the average borrower has no uh, idea that this is even happening. And, um, you know, that's why I wanted to provide a reliable source of information for people to kind of take matters into their own hands and, and get educated. Nice. All right. So is there a certain kind of loan that I have to have to qualify for this? Yeah. So there are actually three requirements to qualify for public service loan forgiveness. We talked about the major one, which is qualifying employment. You need to be working for the government or a nonprofit. Uh, the requirement is 30 hours a week, which is, uh, you know, what they consider to be full-time employment. Um, but as long as you're a government or a nonprofit employee, the, the other two requirements are that you have to have qualifying loans and you have to be in a qualifying income-driven repayment plan. And as soon as you meet all three of those requirements, uh, then you're eligible for your monthly payments to start counting towards public service loan forgiveness. And once you reach 10 years, your loans will be erased tax-free. Nice. All right. And if I'm not working for, what if I'm a physician in private practice? Is there still a way for me to do this? Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple of options. So I do have another program called the Student Loan Eraser, which, uh, which helps doctors or lawyers or others with six-figure student debt to actually reverse engineer that qualifying employment requirement by starting a nonprofit and expanding access to their services for people with low income or military or you know, other special populations in their community. So that is an option. However, 
um, you know, that's a big commitment of time and energy. And, uh, you know, there, there's some other considerations with that. So I typically don't recommend that unless somebody has student debt in the six figure range. Got it. When someone has less debt than that, um, they can still save thousands or even tens of thousands by just making sure that they're in a income driven repayment plan with the lowest possible monthly payment. Um, there are a couple of the income driven plans that actually subsidize 50% of the accruing interest, meaning the government will only charge you 50% of the interest and they'll pay the other half. Uh, and so the benefit of that is you get a low monthly payment for 25 years, but then because of that subsidy, you wind up with a far lower tax bill than you would otherwise. So even if you don't qualify for PSLF, uh, the PSLF rocket program that I've put together could still potentially save you thousands. Excellent. Okay. So how hard is it to do? How do they, how do they get started with it? Yeah. Um, what I recommend is, is just go visit the website, uh, www.erasemystudentloans.com forward slash rocket, R-O-C-K-E-T. Um, I believe that's going to be in the show notes. And uh, there's a short video to watch. It's around nine minutes long. Uh, that'll explain about the process and what's included. And then they can just sign up online. In fact, uh, for your listeners, I'm offering 75% uh, off of the program for a very limited time. So um, just kind of my gift of giving back and, and thanking you for helping me spread this message. Oh, I think that that's awesome. And am I correct that this may not be around forever? Not to, <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm creating some kind of a sense of scarcity, but, but it is possible that the current administration might, might, might stop this. Yeah, you're right. Um, politically, the public service loan forgiveness has been on the chopping block with uh, pretty much every budget, federal budget proposal. So <laughs> last year, I'm, I'm sorry, actually, in 2018, uh, President Trump had asked Congress to cancel public service loan forgiveness by July 1st. They did not do that. So we now have a little bit of a longer window of opportunity. But he's now included uh, the, the cancellation request in his 2019 budget proposal. So if they approve that, if Congress approves that part of the president's budget, uh, public service loan forgiveness will be closed to new enrollment, essentially, as of July 1st of next year. But anyone who's already in by that time will be grandfathered in, which is great. Got it. Excellent. Well, Ian, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, the difference-making tip is this. Uh, most people who are on an income-driven repayment plan are on a, a plan called IBR, income-based repayment. And that caps your payment at 15% of discretionary income. What they don't know and what the student loan servicing companies are, are not actively telling people is that there's a different income-driven plan called Revised Pay-As-You-Earn, or R-E-P-A-Y-E, that actually provides a 33% lower monthly payment than IBR and subsidizes 50% of your accruing interest. So not only do you get a smaller monthly payment and keep money in your pocket every single month, but you also wind up with a much lower tax bill as a result of that uh, interest subsidy. So my suggestion to everybody would be look at your student loans, uh, you know, find out what type of student loans you have, and uh, only direct loans qualify for the revised pay-as-you-earn plan. So, uh, you know, if necessary, 
there's actually a process that can turn other federal student loans into direct loans for free so that it can qualify. And uh, I walk you through all of those steps inside the, the PSLF rocket if necessary. Oh, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Well, Savage Nation, if you, yeah. if, you, if you enjoyed this as much <laughs> as I did, show Ian your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who appreciates good ideas. If you know somebody who you think might have uh, student loan debt and would fit the parameters that we've been talking about, share the show with them. I guarantee that they will appreciate it. And go to Erase My Student Loans, um, and I will list the location or the actual, uh, the actual, <clears throat> the actual URL in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Ian. Thank you, George. Appreciate your time. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.